Yeah, it's back. Door cover. It's Buckle Tuesday! Hello, and welcome to Back Door Cover. I am uh, Micah. I am joined by Brad Keith. How are you, buddy? Where are you making this call from is the question. Well, I'm currently just in an elevator shaft. Ah. It sort of sounds like a, a old school Western with like the, the hinging doors. And then it kind of also sounds like you're in the John right now. So that's good. Well, I'm, I'm in neither of those places. That's good. Uh, how hard do you think LeBron is going on talking to the playoffs? Are you kidding? I don't. I. I mean, no limits. Taco Tuesday. All you can eat. Taco Tuesday. Yeah. All you can drink too. I mean, how many margaritas do you think LeBron James can drink? I don't know, man. I forgot how big he is. Big dude. Yeah, I bet he's drinking those forty-eight ounces for sure. <laughs> he could. Uh, he could. Well, fantastic little treat to be with you, Brad. Be with everybody else. Uh, it should be a very good one today. I don't have a lot to plug. I haven't recorded any Mind of Mike yet this week. Mm. Uh, so I can't actually plug that. But I'm going to do that tonight. So there will be Mind of Mike coming Wednesday and perhaps Thursday this week, depending on what I find. And, of course, Micah's Read of the Week, the newsletter, episode 45. 45. in your inbox on Monday. Yeah. Mike Jordan, 45. Dang. Okay. All right. Yeah, can you believe it? Baseball. We're getting close to that uh, fifty-two that fifty-two week mark. Yeah, a lot of people, a lot of haters said it would never happen, including the haters that live with me. Uh, but <laughs> we're going to get there. Do you have a special one planned uh, for the fifty-second? Uh, yeah, I got to work on that. Okay. And I, you know, I even, I even uh, apologize for my my scorching hot takes on Naomi Osaka from last week, two weeks ago. So if you were offended by that, you can go back and read Micah's Read of the Week the newsletter. Okay, you're kind of going in and out just to let you know, but uh, the audience is aware that you're apologizing for the thousandth time for something offensive you said on the internet at some point in time in the past. So, okay. Yeah, thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. I appreciate that. Well, hopefully I'm back now. Uh, The subscription link is in the description of this podcast. Uh, So, Brad, you want to talk about some sports? There's some hoops. And basically, football is the most important thing in this country. I don't know if you knew that. Okay. But it's just very funny to me that that if you go to ESPN.com right now. Is it just dominated by Aaron Rodgers stuff and football and this, that, and the other? Yeah. Five of the top eight stories in America are are NFL-related. Jones declines Mm -hmm. to take number 11 from Titans-Brown. Rodgers-Packers teammates, quote, we've got his back. Rudolph, Mason Rudolph, the goal is to be the starting QB for the Steelers. Good luck. Uh, Jim Fossil, dead at 71. Mm-hmm. And Jared Goff says he feels empowered by Lions coaches. Like, we're not even a training camp. How can, how can this be the most important thing in the world right now? Do you think it's because TNT gets the broadcasting rights or the majority of them for the NBA so that ESPN is just kind of cucking them? Is there I don't any merit know. to that? I mean, I think. I think I don't think it is because the ESPN and, and ABC get the finals, right? And, I, and like I think they they show the same number of, of games during the playoffs on ESPN than they do on, hmm. on Turner's TV. 
TNT just does such a better job with it that they're, they get all the attention. I don't know. Interesting. I think it's just, I, I'm pretty sure the NFL is just what gets clicked. Yeah, they are definitely <laughs> click clickbait. I mean, it's not clickbait. Like, just people care more about the NFL draft than they care about just about anything else. Well, I don't. I'm, I'm NBA. I'm all in on the NBA right now. Well, me too, Brad. And that's what we're going to talk about today. Did you want to talk to uh, me about Floyd? No, not really. I mean, Pretty disappointing, did you watch? Yeah. I, no, I didn't watch. No. No, definitely um, not. But I, I read uh, the outraged internet people uh, at Floyd, like holding the guy up so that he wouldn't fall after you almost knocked him out. And yeah, I do love the conspiracy theory yeah. stuff where there's a video of him knocking him down and holding him up. So he won't get knocked out. We'll see. I don't really know where you go from here. You know, every time Floyd fights, it's always a reminder that like, Floyd's never been a very entertaining fighter. Oh, you don't think so? Is it because he's a defensive fighter? I remember that. Like, the actual yeah. fights themselves aren't that entertaining, and, and you but the lead-up is good. Yeah, but you forget about it because the guy, you know, he's been retired for four or five years. He has an exhibition here or there, but, like, you're like, oh, he's he's the best ever Floyd. This is exciting. This is boxing. We love boxing. And then you realize, like, he's like a 145 pound dude that never gets hit, and it's just not that great. And a lot of his fights in his prime just yeah. really weren't that great. They never lived up to the hype. Um, the, the Mayweather are the, uh, the, uh, McGregor fight, a bit of an exception actually, because hmm. that was a, a pretty entertaining, uh, six rounds or however long that went. But Floyd, uh, you know, he, he could hit that dude anytime he wanted to, and he could basically avoid getting hit. He took a couple shots in the first round, but, uh, basically danced around Logan Paul. Jay yeah, Paul, they should put Paul. this shit on his record officially. Went to draw yeah. with Logan Paul. Yeah, 50-0-1 for, for a guy who was 0-1, a YouTuber. Yeah, uh, I did see Dana good. White. Dana White got mad at somebody, one of his uh, fighters, who complained about <clears throat> how he should be making more money than Jake Paul. He's done more for the sport. And uh, Dana White's like, maybe you should have started a YouTube page when you were 12 and uh, been a Disney star. And then you could command as much money as one of the Paul brothers. He above. has a point a there. Yeah, the guy's got reach, apparently. So, um, yeah, that's a, a, enough said about that, I think. Agreed. Uh, there's some big Nate Diaz is back this weekend, though, uh, in an actual meaningful UFC fight. Hmm. It's pretty exciting. Okay. All right. We'll have to preview that one when we get towards the end of the weekend. All right, let's move to some news. The Jazz have ruled Mike Conley out. For game one against the Clippers, I believe that game is scheduled for tonight. Uh, it is. Uh, the Hawks and 76ers play game two of their series tonight in the early game, the East Coast game. Uh, Hawks, of course, stole game one in, uh, in Philly. The Sixers, a six and a half point favorite tonight. Where do you want to start, Brett? Man, I got lots of thoughts. And the thing that reminded me of all my thoughts is how badly Trey Young whipped on them Sixers. Um, I want to talk a little bit about Embiid, and then I also want to talk about last night's game, which wasn't really much of a contest. It was basically a 50-point ass-whipping. Brooklyn looks like a goddamn juggernaut. Uh, Yeah, without James Harden. Without James Harden versus the arguably the best defense in the league and some of the most physical players in the league and Giannis and... uh, Holiday and Tucker and the rest of them, and they just, man, made them look like ragdolls. 
whipped them up and down mercilessly. They're up 2-0, and it looks like they're barely even trying at this point. And we're like, this isn't your the Milwaukee of old. Like this team, Milwaukee came in and whipped the shit out of out of Miami, obviously. And so in round one. And so this is really something, man. This this is meaningful to me. This is I didn't take put much stock into Brooklyn's first round uh, beatdown of the Celtics, but this no. is really something. Like this changes everything, in my opinion, about this team. They are the clear favorites uh, to me. JD looks like the best player in basketball. God, his shot is so smooth. It is just such he's, silk. He's so smooth. He's back. He looks as good as he's ever looked. Like he doesn't look like a guy coming off of a, a major surgery, a major injury for a year. Um, like, you know, there were a lot of people who thought, well, it's going to take KD a little bit more time. He's back. He's a top five player right now, and he might be the best player in basketball. And he's a really uh, effective defender, too. That's I mean, the key. Just, yeah, he's a rim protector. He defends well. He's mobile. He's lateral. Especially without Harden. Um, you know, they need him to do a lot, and he's been doing it. Uh, and, and Kyrie's been good, too. God, Kyrie's been really good. But, I mean... That whole team, that it was just an absolute ass whipping. I, I was shocked to see how badly uh, Milwaukee just got rolled. So who knows, man? No They're going to have to pull their shit together. So that, that well, was kind of my first thought was, Jesus, Brooklyn looks like a juggernaut, like an undefeatable juggernaut. But, I mean, mm-hmm. that's the key of these fucking playoffs, man. Like every single other night I've got a new, uh, a new favorite. I've got a new opinion. I think... One team's in charge of a series, and it swings. Like it's just been a lot of ups and downs and parity, and it's been really fun to watch. True, uh, the Bucks season comes down to Game Three. They have Game Three and Four in Milwaukee. Mm. I would imagine that the Nets. I don't know what Harden's availability is, but you'd have to think like, hey, we'll just sit Harden for Game Three if we can steal it, and we can sit him for another week or two. Um, or maybe he's hurt. I mean, who knows? Who knows? Uh, that'll be interesting to watch because if if Milwaukee comes back and gets Game Three, do they rush Harden back? Is Harden ready? Does Harden play? That's where to me the uh, the soap opera comes in. The other game last night, mm. the Suns kicked the shit out of the Nuggets, one twenty two one hundred five, and to me, Phoenix has been the most impressive team in the playoffs. Are certainly in the West, uh, and it's not just because they defeated the defending champ. Like, they're playing really good basketball. Yeah, he Booker can ball, man. Book fills it up. Booker is, is he's a grown man. Uh, if Andre Aiton can uh, basically play, play even with, uh, Jokic. with Jokic like he did in game one, then this should be a sweep. And I went, I certainly went anticipate that's going to happen again. But Phoenix uh, might be a championship right now. Yeah. And the, the, like a lot of the narrative or a lot of the conversations in the media is that the Nuggets are sort of that fourth tier, that fourth place in the West in terms of teams that are left in it. Like, I'm not so sure, man. I think that they are going to bounce back. I think that people have uh, undervalued uh, Gordon, the addition of Gordon to that team. I think he's pretty damn good. He's so big. And, I mean, MPJ, Michael Porter Jr. has just been filling it up, too. Like, he is, he has, his shot has really come around. He's got some moves that I haven't seen him make before that are just kind of next level, kind of starting to get into your own, uh, you know, comfort zone as a pro, like as a semi-superstar. So I think they're coming around, and I think that they're going to make that a competitive series, uh, the Nuggets with versus the Suns. So you're right, though. Was an ass-whipping in Game 1. 
Yeah, we'll see. If Phoenix can do it again in game two, then we got to start taking them very seriously. Mm. Uh, Clippers Jazz tonight in the, the last game, as we mentioned, Conley is out for the Jazz. Utah still a favorite now. Hmm. I've got a hot take. Let's hear it. I like the Clippers. Oh, yeah? I'm getting, I'm getting 2019 Raptors vibes from this Clippers team. So I got uh, a couple a ideas that, for you here. But yeah, go ahead. Finish your, yeah. finish your thought, though. Well, just a team that has to crawl and and fight and uh, you know fight every step of the way, going seven games in the first round, you know, barely getting by, close games all over the place, and Kawhi clearly being the best player in the series, separating himself over seven games. Mm. I think it steal game one. I see. I don't think. I think they're coming in here. Uh, on short rest, I think that they're going to lay an egg in game one. I do not think that they lose this series, though. I think the Clippers are will end up winning this series. And I am ready to do a full flip on my Kawhi take. I'm ready to back off of the whole thing about leadership and how he lacks, which that part I still stand by. The dude doesn't lead. But the part that I had not taken into account and the part that is cannot be stated enough is you look at the situation that he created where he forced them to basically mortgage their entire future, give away all their draft picks, they bring him and Paul George in, and when they're down to the Mavs, it's like people are already, like the rumor mills are already going about how how Kawhi's going to whatever, the Knicks, or he's going to be gone at the end of the year, like he's going into free agency. And that kind of pressure, like because he forced their hand to be really aggressive and to bring him in, and then with their backs against the wall, they're, they're literally back-to-back elimination games. The dude just comes out and is absolutely zero shook. He comes out and just performs at, I mean, as high of a star power as you possibly can. I It's just shocking. Like I think about myself in that situation with that much pressure and that much riding on it. And really, like his reputation was like in the in the... I don't know, in the swing of things. Like, I thought that he could easily really tank his relationship, or not relationship, his reputation by kind of no-showing and then tanking the entire Clippers organization. And he comes out and just curb stomps these fools. Back-to-back games. Doesn't matter if Luka puts up 46. Anything you can do, I can do better type of shit. And, man, I'm just so impressed with what he was able to do with all of it, all the marbles on the line. So, shouts to No doubt, especially... Especially late in game six and seven. Yeah. Closing the door, making, I mean, if that dude's making step back threes, like it's, it's on, you know, it's over. Now, I could see Paul George laying an egg in game one, being tired, being hungover. Like that seems highly likely. I just, I think the wife's going to come out and have a great game tonight. Mm. And uh, we'll see if they get one, especially with Conley out. You know, that, that's, uh, that is something. He's a big piece of, of that success. So yeah, I'm interested. And then the other game's the Hawks, right? Tonight? Yeah. Hawks, I'm really uh, interested in Phil, that one. Phil yeah. Six and a half point favorites tonight at home after uh after the Hawks got game one. I mean Philly should win this series, right? Trey Young torched those fools in game one. And Embiid actually looked pretty healthy, all things considering he, he has a torn meniscus in his knee. And you know, that has that has varying uh whatever effects on a player when he's playing, like it doesn't necessarily mean that it's super stiff. It just means he probably is playing a little bit more gingerly. He's probably going to be like more apprehensive to do like spin moves and turns and land on that knee really hard. But I don't know, man, 
any bit coming up, like any bit of him like turning it down a little bit and not being as at peak Joel Embiid as as any little bits of turning it down, like I think they're in danger, man. And I think that if Embiid sits out or if Embiid misses any time in this series, I think Trey Young and them come out and, and curb stomp them. So a lot on the I line mean, here. You're on to something because Embiid is the difference in this series. That's it. Without I, him, they this are This is really one of these series where he can score 40 points a game or score 40 points four different times and they can win the series. Yeah. Like he, he is the, the guy who can overcome everything, but I don't know if he's... No, let's see if he can put four games together. Not to mention uh, he's a nightmare on the defensive end. He's just a rim protector. Like you just, I mean, Trey Young's still making floaters over him and hitting threes, but like you're not getting into the lane easy when Embiid's in there protecting. And at, I mean, it really does take a toll on you to go in there and just bang with Embiid. So there's that too. So we'll see if he comes out and he he plays well. You know, all bets off. But if he's you know, if he's if he's showing lingering effects and and is slow and is not his, his normal self, I think that the Hawks could get him here. I think you're right, and you know, I mean, Doc Doc knows how to defend a, a dangerous score like this. Yeah. He's gone up against uh, Steph enough times where we'll see if in a in a in a longer series they can figure out a way to shut Trey down, or you know, if you've got Embiid there protecting the the middle. Mm-hmm. You can send two guys to Trey Young, and they certainly have the personnel. They've got enough guys to beat you. Yeah, with Simmons and with uh, Thibel, like those two guys are elite defenders on the outside of the on the perimeter. So they've got the uh, the staff to do that. So we'll see how they play out. Uh, do you have any thoughts on Terry Stotts being fired from the Blazers after seven seasons? Not really. I mean, they they had to do something. Like this was as good of an opportunity as they're going to get, and. They're going up a, a, against a, uh, a a Denver team that's lacking their their star player, one of their star players, the point guard, and they just get rolled, man. Like, I don't know. Like, wh- wh- how much better could they get? Like, how much better can they get through drafting, through free agent acquisition? Like, it just seems to be that, like, they're always – like, this is the peak of, of – of that organization with, with Stotts at the head. And so I don't know if you're trying to take the ceiling off and try to find a new way to like kind of approach the game and the season makes sense to me. What do you, what do you think? Uh, I mean, I, I don't have a problem yeah. with firing him. Uh, the general manager, Neil O'Shea uh, came out and like basically blamed Stotts 100% hmm. and took no blame for his roster. He's like, we got to find somebody to, and get defensive efficiency out of these guys. Yeah. And so no actual uh, responsibility for, you know, a roster that just isn't that good. He's like, I got I got Dame. You do the rest. Yeah, basically. Like, oh, these guys got to play better defense. I got you, Dame. Like, mm-hmm. that's really uh, not too impressive. So, I mean, I don't feel great if I'm a Portland fan. I, I can't imagine they're going to try and uh, – Trade Dame, but who knows? Did Dame, you see? Uh, did you, you know, see Nurkic? they're not going to try and trade. They're not going to try and trade him. But if Dame says I want out, yeah, that's kind of the way this league works. We'll did see. You, did you see Nurkic at the end, like after they had closed out the series, and he, he was being interviewed after the game, and he said uh, they asked if he was going to stay in Portland. He's like, "You're going to have to ask my agent, Rich Paul." And he's like calling him out by name, making sure everybody knows who to call. Oh, I didn't see that. It's kind of funny. Oh, that's great. Yeah, it was great. So I, I saw it. They were like, "You're going to be back." He goes. Well, I don't know. But then I must have asked him a follow-up. He said, ask my agent. 
Yeah, and he says, Rich Paul. He calls him out by name. It's very funny. Rich Paul. Mm-hmm. So that's that. Did we just did we just, did we just run through the entire NBA? I think we did. Um, Pretty impressive. Anything else out there? Man, it's just getting better and better. I can't wait to watch tonight. Well, we have breaking news. Oh. Jokic is officially the MVP. There you have it, and rightfully so. Uh, well deserved. Well deserved. Indeed. Uh, do you want to do you want to comment on uh, Julio Jones' New Jersey? Or uh, Patrick Rogers' teammate. Is he number eight Aaron now? Rogers is that teammate. what it is? I don't know. I, I have no comment on his jersey. Him playing for the Titans is kind of interesting. I don't know, man. He might be washed up. We'll see. If they can only get a second round pick for that guy, isn't that the best piece of asset? Isn't that the best asset that they got within that trade? Is is like a second and a fourth or something? That's not very yeah, good. I mean, I, I don't know how much value you have for a guy that he's like the top hit played uh, wide receiver in the league. Yeah, he's over thirty. Like, I mean, he's a second round pick, but he wasn't very productive last year. Right, he was and half his season. numbers have sort of been declining. We'll see. It doesn't mean that he can't have like that one Randy Moss Patriots season. I know Randy Moss was older than thirty. Like he could, he could break out and be a big stud for one year or maybe two. But I don't know. Trading for wide receivers is always risky. I think the Cowboys are probably pretty happy with Mari Cooper. He's yeah. been a difference maker. But I don't know if Julio Jones is that anymore at thirty. And Mari Cooper was like twenty four, twenty five when the Cowboys got. Yeah, but he's been good for three years. So uh, it is enticing. They've got some still position pieces there in Tennessee. They don't have any defense, but yeah, you're going in and out there, but, receivers. Yeah, you're going in and yeah. out, but I, I hear what you're saying. They got offense. Not so sure about defense. Well, I think we are done. Let me get you that music. Hit that music button. Let's go. All right, Brandon, I'll be back later this week. We'll, uh, we'll find some time, make some case fighting. What's going on? Lots of hoops. Until next time. Mm, bye-bye. Thanks for listening. <laughs>